The Smoking Hot Toddcast, normally heard at this time, will be delayed so that we may bring you this special Ollie Report. Hello and welcome to this special Ollie Report. I'm Hot Toddy. Tonight is an unprecedented event. Our very own Ollie was given the honor of moderating the second presidential debate between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Without a doubt, this is one of the most historic elections in U.S. history, and knowing that one of our own gets to be a part of this historic time means a lot to me, and I know it means a lot to everyone who's a part of the Smoking Hot Toddcast, and especially the big man himself, Ollie. So tonight, you will hear live, right here, the second debate between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. Now, don't be surprised when you hear them speak within a podcast as opposed to seeing them on TV. They sound a lot like Miss Pingrino and D.A. Williams. I don't know how that happened, but for some reason, that's how they come out sounding like. So don't be confused. It's not actually Miss Pingrino and D.A. Williams talking. I promise it's Hillary and Trump. All right, enough is enough. All right, let us now join Ollie as he is standing by getting ready to start this debate. Ollie, take it away. former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton and skin-oranging expert Donald Trump. Baskets! During the debate, we ask all the Clinton supporters to try to not laugh too hard and all the Trump supporters to just... just don't. Oh, and don't applause and stuff. Except for right now, ladies and gentlemen, your candidates. Thank you, Ollie. It's a pleasure to be here. I just want to say, Mexico, China, jobs, billions and billions of dollars, and fat pig. Thank you, Mr. Trump, and Secretary Clinton, your remarks. What does it matter? I don't have to say anything, and I'd still win this thing. Damn, Skippy. And so it begins. Mr. Trump, most Americans say that the economy is tanking, and we must take immediate action to fix it. As president, how would you help bring the economy back to a workable status? Well, as you know, Ollie, we have 75% unemployment in our country. Uh, actually, it's not even our country. Uh, we got sold to um, Australia. Yeah, that's it, Australia. Uh, Mars just declared war on us today, and President Obama is doing nothing. We are losing our jobs to Mexico and China. China is trying to make America China part two. I tell you, I have huge ideas for the economy. Huge, tremendous ideas. I'm not trying to be braggadocious about my plans, but they're going to be huge and tremendous, Mexico. Thank you, Mr. Trump. Secretary Clinton, your rebuttal. Well, Ollie, shimmy, 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 I plan on doing pretty much anything other than what he said. Because anything he'd want to do is, are you ready? Trumped up, trickle-down economics. Oh, yeah, I went there. Uh, excuse me, excuse me. I will bring, excuse me. I will bring back jobs. You can't bring back jobs. Well, actually, I have thought about this quite a bit. Yeah, for 30 years. Well, not quite that long. I think my husband did a pretty good job in the 1990s. I think a lot about what worked and how we can make it work again. Well, he approved NAFTA. Million new jobs, a balanced budget. He approved NAFTA, which is the single worst trade deal ever approved in this country. Mommy, Daddy, stop fighting. I, I, I mean, I mean, uh... Uh, let's move on to the next question.
question. Secretary Clinton, race relations have taken a massive turn for the worst in recent years. How would you improve race relations? We have to listen more. There's an epidemic in our nation, and no one seems to be listening. The Black Lives Matter movement is not a harmful one. It is simply a group of people who are wanting their voices heard. And that's what we need to do. Listen more. We need to have conversations and figure out what we can do. It's just like the stop and frisk law. I was totally against it because it was profiling people. We need more talks on things like this. Mr. Trump, your rebuttal? Well, first of all, stop and frisk was found to be constitutional. Uh, actually, Mr. Trump, it was found to be unconstitutional. And so no, 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 no. You're, you're, you're wrong, Ollie. You're wrong. I actually have the facts in my hand. Uh, no, you don't. And uh, that's not your hand, that's your foes, which is a combination of your feet and nose. Look it up, but you're wrong. I mean, stop and frisk needs to be enforced. Look, um, 98% of the population has been killed, okay? Mr. Trump, that's not... Yes, it is, yes, it is, yes, it is, yes, it is, yes, it is. Fine. Can never do nothing. Cats and dogs don't have butt cheeks. What we need in this country is very simple. It's two words. Law and order. Without law and order, we wouldn't have security. Without law and order, we wouldn't have safety. Without law and order, we wouldn't have Mariska Hargitay and iced tea. Thank you. Okay, next question. Senator Clinton, pay taxes? Yes. Mr. Trump? No, and I'm smart for it. But I will, of course, force everyone to pay them. But I can do it on my own. Very well. And now the final question. Secretary Clinton, you've been accused of flip-flopping on TPP. Where do you stand on TPP? Shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. Secretary Clinton! Sorry, sorry. Um, you know, I mean, I could take it or leave it. Say she flip-flops. First she says she's for it, then against it. I mean, you can't trust her. But what about OPP? I'm down with it. I agree with that. Hell yeah. And now closing statements. Secretary Clinton? Yeah, I'm already moving stuff into the White House. Yeah, I think you're safe. Mr. Trump? Well, let me just say, I tell you, huge, tremendous, China, Mexico. Thank you. Thank you both. That concludes the second presidential debate between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Thank you for tuning in. And now, here is the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Biscuits! Live from wherever you are and whenever you're listening to this, it's the Smoking Hot Toddcast with your host, Hot Toddy, starring Ollie, Miss Pingrino, DJ Poor, Sheila, DA Williams, and Orson Welles. And featuring me, your announcer, Doc Summit. And now, here's your host, Hot Toddy. Greetings and salutations to all those who are listening to the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. Welcome to this week's episode. I am Hot Toddy, and what a week to be back. There is, there is so much has happened since the last time we were here. It, it's almost ridiculous. I mean, we've had the first presidential debate between Hillary and Trump, and then, of course, the other night we had the vice presidential debate, and my team, the Tennessee Volunteers here in Knoxville, have won not only two back-to-back SEC games, but they were Georgia and and Florida, and both were dramatic but exciting wins. So, I mean, everything, everything that could happen in a two-week span when we've been away happened. And so we're back right here smack dab in the middle of it. And, uh, I mean, it's just it's a crazy time, you know? And when you think about it, another thing, talking about the debates and everything, we are just a little over a month away from that godforsaken election, and I'm, I'm not looking forward to it. Uh, I will say this, though. I just registered to vote. Miss Pingrino and I both went and registered to vote the other day, so we, we are now 
now prepared and ready to go when election day rolls around. Funny thing about Miss Pingrino, she's actually never voted. I don't know if she wants me to tell you this, but well, I'll tell you anyway. She can yell at me, but whatever. She's actually never voted in a, in a presidential uh, election before, and this will be the first time she did it. She wasn't even really planning on doing it this time, but after she watched the debate between Clinton and Trump, she turned to me and said, yeah, I better register to vote, and I said, "That's it. I mean, that's the deciding factor. If 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 this if you're not registered and that debate did not decide make you decide you need to, well, I don't know what I can do for you because O M G. And that's what that's what we were trying to recreate there with with the opening and Ollie uh, moderating what would be the second debate. It was just a recap of all the weird craziness that went down at the last debate. Some of the things that D A. and Miss Pingrino said during the debate was real." was real crap that they said during a debate. So, I mean, it's just, you know, it, it, it's crazy. I'm, I'm just going to say it. I'm not a Trump supporter, but at the same time, I'm not a Hillary supporter. But I look at it as the lesser of two evils, and, and, I, and I am more of a, of a Hillary person than I am Trump. So, I mean, that's just my opinion, but I, I, I can't get behind Trump. He just doesn't know what's going on. He is so misinformed. It's just sickening. It's just sickening. But but anyway, all that's going on, and uh, like I said, Tennessee is, is doing phenomenal, and... Uh, but really, that's not what this week's episode is completely revolved around, uh, actually. Uh, th- that's uh, p- Bits and pieces of it are, but actually this week's episode is completely revolved around some of the offbeat stories that we missed over the summer. You know how we like to do things on this show. We usually have a topic of you know something, and then when we hit on it throughout the show, and then in between those segments, we like to talk about offbeat stories that we've read in the news or seen online or something. But for instance, my favorite from last season uh, was the guy who had a cast in his front yard in order to scare off uh, thieves because th- people had been coming in and stealing stuff from his property but once he laid that casket out there people stopped coming and then usually when we do those funny stories we followed up with a sketch and we did with that one too it's where DA is actually the guy with the with the casket and Miss Pingrino and Ollie come over to see his house and then they get a little freaked out when, they, when he shows them the casket in the front yard so you know we, we do those kind of things all the time it's the offbeat crazy silly stories that you hear and, and we miss quite a few over the summer during our hiatus. And so that's why this week's episode is called What'd We Miss? Let's backtrack and let's pick up some of those stories that we missed from the summer and that's exactly what this episode is revolved around and you're going to get a big kick out of it, I tell you that. I guarantee it. It's going to be tremendous. It's going to be huge. You know you know what I'm doing. You know what I'm doing. Anyway, and uh, we'll also have some more uh, debate talk, some more Hillary and Trump talk, and I will be going into greater detail about the awesomeness that is the Tennessee Volunteers and we also got a brand new Ollie report, which also revolves around that. And it's all coming your way on this week's episode of the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. You're listening to Hot Toddy. On the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. Well, pet owners beware. A couple in Wisconsin contacted emergency services claiming that they were being held hostage by their cat. On a 911 recording, a woman can be heard saying, and I quote, This is going to sound like a strange question, but we have a cat and it's going crazy and it's attacked my husband. We're kind of hostages in our own house. We're just wondering who we should call to do something, get rid of the cat, or help us. Well, the good news is no one was seriously hurt. To make a long story short, they got help and the cat was taken away and everybody's fine now. But let that be a lesson to you. No one is ever safe from the clutches of Captain Meowington. You gotta call the police. Hurry! I'm calling! I'm calling! I can't believe this is happening. We gotta get out of here! 911, what's your emergency? Yes. 
this is going to sound like a strange question, but we have a cat, and it's going crazy, and it's attacked my husband. We're kind of hostages in our own house. We're just wondering who we should call to do something. Get rid of the cat, or help us. Alright, Dan. Okay, they're on their way. I hope they get here soon, because she... Oh my god, she's trying to break down the door! Stay behind me! We're not afraid! Bring it on, baby! Stay back! I'm warning you, I... I... Of course, all she wanted was daddy lap time. I hate this house. Uh, oh yeah, okay, honey. I super cool point. DJ Poor smoking hot Toddcast promo. Take one. All right, Poor, just say uh, this is DJ Poor, and you're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast. <laughs> All right. Say it like you would say. Don't say it some way cool, like, dude, you're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast. <laughs> hmm. That's not quite the way I said it. All right, Poor, just say you're listening to the third home of Hot Toddy, the Smoking Hot Toddcast. I'm here. Oh, for the love of God. Will you say it now? Bing or... bong. Damn it! The smoking hot guy poopy. I quit! And now for this week's Vols update. That's about as clear as I can make it. Holy shit. <laughs> Just, it's ridiculous. I, I, I can't even, I still can't even process it. it we, I, I can't, I, I got no words. There are no words for what's happened uh, over the last couple of weeks. It is pandemonium in Knoxville right now. I left you two weeks ago saying, going into Florida, because we had Florida that week. I was like, you know, I don't know. We're a little standoffish. I'm not going to say that we're going to win it, but I'm I'm definitely not going to say we're going to lose it, all that nonsense. Oh, my God. On Saturday, that Saturday, all right, the game started, and you know, it was a little rough. The first half was extremely rough. They were up by, you know, double digits within the, before the first quarter ever ended, and we were still at zero. It was pathetic, really. It really was. It was sad, and it just looked like it was going to happen again. We were going to lose to Florida, and that was going to be the end of that. And we'd have to go yet another year without beating them. And it's just, it was a horrible, a horrible thought. But uh, we realized that game, well, we, we, we've been seeing over the last few, uh, first three games that we are without a doubt the second, this season at least, the second half comebackers. We are probably the best ones in, in college football right now. We are, it was absolutely incredible. We came back out in the third quarter and just started stomping them touchdown after touchdown. They tried to hang with us, but they couldn't do it. And in the end, we beat Florida for the first time since 2004. It was the final score. 38 to 28 was the final score. I mean, it was just, it was insane. It was amazing. And it was a huge, huge day for us. And, uh, you know, I mean, what do you say? What do you say when you beat Florida? I mean, there is, there's just no words. I mean, it's just incredible and fantastic. So, you know, our heads were held high when we went into Georgia next the next week because we thought, you know, we should probably be able to beat Georgia. It, it may not be a walk in the park, but it, it seems doable. Well, right off the bat, it began all over again. They started stomping us. It was just sad and pathetic again. So we thought, well, well, maybe they're going to do it again. Maybe they're going to do what they did last week, what they've been doing this whole season, be the second-half comebackers, and you bet your ass they were. They were the second-half comebackers. However, Georgia stayed with us right along the entire way, and uh, we were just seconds, seconds away from the end of the game. Let's fast forward here. Fourth quarter it is down to, like, what, is it 10 seconds or something? We were 10 seconds away from winning the game. We were up by a touchdown 
and they got us. They got a touchdown. It was a long pass, and they got us with 10 seconds left in the game. So, you know, most Tennessee fans just kind of went, just threw our arms in the air and was like, well, I guess that's it. We, you know, at least we beat Florida this year. That That's great. We, we can handle that. We can handle a Georgia loss. Uh, what, what made this significant was the fact that we haven't beaten Georgia at Georgia in 10 years, since 2006. So this was going to be really significant to get to beat them there. But, you know, we'll cut our losses and say, you know, maybe next year or, or two years, I guess, in that case. Uh, but so we, 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 made, we went on. So they gave us back the ball, and we had one more real good play in us. And the only thing that Josh Jobs, our quarterback, could do was throw a Hail Mary pass. Now, there's only, you know, of course, there was the one, the, the original Hail, Hail Mary pass that we all know and love. And then, you know, there's some, there's been some in history that have worked. But I don't, I can, I, I think it's safe to say that there was nobody in Tennessee's corner that thought that they could pull that off. So, you know, all right, Hail Mary pass, just do it, get it over with. We'll lose, but, you know, we'll be fine. Josh Dobbs, we are now, the clock is running. Ten seconds to go. He lobs the ball, throws it. Juwan Jennings, standing in the end zone, grabs it. We get a touchdown. We win 34-31 to with just seconds. to. I think we had four seconds left in the game. With four seconds left in the game, we pulled a Hail Mary pass, and we won against Georgia. I mean, I we were all stunned. We were so excited. If if you've not seen the the tape of Butch Jones running from on the field and had to take a knee because he just got so emotional from the whole situation, we were all feeling that the emotions were so high, it was just incredible. And I mean, we've still not come down from it. And we're now two days away from uh, Texas A&M. We play Texas A&M at Texas A&M uh, this Saturday. So this will be this will be interesting going into that. Uh, I think we might be able to pull this off because I mean. We were we were favored to beat Florida and Georgia both, but we kind of lost our cool in the beginning, and then we we're able to come back. So you know, if it looks like we are losing the reins in the beginning, uh, I don't think we're going to worry too much now because we we know now that it's the it's the second half where we shine. So then we'll see what happens. But I got to be real honest with you, even if we don't beat. Texas A&M because but we our next two games is Texas A&M at Texas A&M and Alabama back here in Knoxville. Alabama and Texas A&M are the only two SEC teams that are above Tennessee in the ratings right now. By the way, we're number nine because we're just that awesome. Uh, they're the only two that are beating us right now in the ratings. So, you know, there's a good chance we will probably lose this game, and an even better chance that we'll lose to Alabama. But I mean, if we play like we've been playing, if we if we throw some really make some really good plays and just pay attention and just get our you know just get in there and do it we have a really good chance i think of beating texas a&m and alabama we could go undefeated that's that's something you have to understand that we are 5 and 0 right now the first time we've been 5 and 0 since 1998 like i said before it was the fir- it's the first time we beat florida since 2004 the first time we beat we beat georgia at georgia since 2006 and we now are the uh, we're we're in the lead for most games win in the SEC with ten games. We won the last five in a row last season, and the first five so far this season. So we're in the lead there. So I mean, it, we're all over the map right now. It's fantastic. We're undefeated. So I mean, this is this is an exciting time. 
So, you know, I don't know. Do we smell national championship in our uh, near future? I mean, should we go that far? I'm not going I'm not going to go that far, but I mean, uh, the bowl game for sure, a fantastic bowl game is in our future. There's no doubt about that because even if we don't beat Texas A&M or Alabama, uh, we'll beat Kentucky, we'll beat Missouri, we'll beat Vanderbilt. That, that Those are nothing. We will take care of that. Don't worry. But I don't think anybody's going to be really down if we lose to Texas A&M and or Alabama because they're they uh, they are amazing teams and I just you know we might not be strong enough for them yet and so if we lose I don't think anybody's going to go nuts uh, over that and uh, so it, we're in a very comfortable spot I don't think Tennessee has been this comfortable in a very long time and it's just it's a wonderful exciting time here in Knoxville and uh, we look forward to seeing what the rest of the season holds after these amazing wins for Tennessee and with that in mind we'll see what happens at Texas A&M this Saturday go Vols you're listening to the most splendiferous, the most fantastic, the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts, the Smoking Hot Toddcast. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Well, who knew pizza rolls could start a war? Apparently not the ex-roommate of Travis C. Vartarella, for when his ex-roommate returned to retrieve his pizza rolls, Vartarella threatened him with a sword. Look, you know, I can identify. Because if you've never had pizza rolls, you can't judge this guy. They're delicious. Hello, I'm Orson Welles. What do you want? Rosebud frozen peas. Mrs. Pell's fish sticks. I figured you'd come back for those things. Fine, come on in. Make it quick. I still cannot believe what you did. I cannot believe how you acted. You know never, never to touch my Dynasty Collector's Plate set. Ah, the French champagne. Well, wait a minute, what, what, what are you doing? What are you taking? Are you trying to take the pizza rolls? Oh no, you don't. Give me them back. Give me them pizza rolls back. You're not taking them. Those are my pizza rolls. They're mine now anyway. No, you're not. No, you're not. All right. If that's the way it's going to be, then that's the way it's going to be. It's clear this competition will not be decided by our love of pizza rolls, but with our abilities with a sword. Ungod. Ah, uh, the French. All right, Ian. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Ha, 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 very nice, my good friend. But you are no match for me. Penis. You're strange. Hunger. Yeah, you, well, you shall not, not win. You shall not. Oh, no. Oh, 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 oh you got me. I... Loathe you, pizza rolls. Yes. Oh, yes. They're even better raw. Smoking hot podcast. The Smokin' Hot Toddcast presents The Ollie Report, a segment dedicated to extremely professional and hard-hitting journalism. Reports on headlines straight off the news ticker through the eyes of Ollie. And now, The Ollie Report. 
Hello there, and welcome to this week's Ollie Report. I'm Hot Toddy. We are back after a nice week off, and what a week to come back on. After the last Ollie Report, the University of Tennessee Volunteers have won two enormous Southeastern Conference games, the first one against the Florida Gators and the second one against the Georgia Bulldogs. The Vols have not beat Florida since 2004, period, and they've not beaten Georgia at Georgia since 2006, both were accomplished in the last two weeks. Now we've got Ollie on the scene because we've got to know more about how this team is feeling after these fantastic wins. So live now from the University of Tennessee, it's the one and only Ollie. Ollie, how are things over there? Hot daddy, I'm lactating. The balls are winning huge baskets. That's gross, but okay. So let's get right into it, Ollie. I know you're excited. I'm excited. We're all excited. So let's get right into it here. Have you spoken with anybody on the team? Have you spoken with Josh Dobbs, the man of the hour, the probably one of the best quarterbacks we've had in years? Have you spoken to him about his amazing Hail Mary pass in the Georgia game from last week? I saw that pass. When he threw it, I was like, baskets! And then he caught it, and I was like, pretty lights, dude! And then after that, I went to bed. Station! Why did you go to bed? The game ended like at 7. I touched myself. Alright. Uh, this, uh, this is a really happy and exciting celebration and occasion here, Ollie. Let's not ruin it with your... Okay? Let's not do that, alright? Now... I guess you've not spoken to Josh Dobbs. Have you spoken to Jawan Jennings? Because, of course, Jawan Jennings, if Josh Dobbs threw the ball, Jawan Jennings was the one who caught it in the end zone. Hail Mary pass. It was absolutely outstanding and amazing. Have you talked with him? Because, really, I mean, he and Dobbs are the men of the hour. And I guess maybe he's probably more the man of the hour because he made the catch. Have you talked to him about that amazing moment? Okay. So, Jawan Jennings, you spoken to him? Hey, man, I might need some help with some stuff. I don't know how long you're going to be there at the studio. I was wondering if you if you got some time, I, I could really use your help. So, how long you going to be there? You know I can't stand it when you ask me how long I'm going to be here. I got drums for Christmas. I got drums. Ollie, this is a huge occasion. I need you to straighten up and do it now because this is important. For God's sakes, Ollie, come on. These are two huge wins. The Tennessee Volunteers are 5-0 and right now. Do you understand that? 5-0. and We've not been 5-0 and since 1998. Which leads to my next question. Have you talked to the, the fearless leader of the Vols, Coach Butch Jones? Because, well, like I said, first time, 5-0 and since 98. The first time we've beaten Georgia in Athens since 2006. First time we've beaten Florida in 12 years. And we are now in the lead for most wins in the SEC with 10. The last five from last season and the first five of this season. He's got to be one hell of an ecstatic coach. What did he have to say about all this? Butch Jones, I'm a Philip Fulmer was in charge of the Falls. Baskets! Philip Fulmer? Yeah! He's not been the coach since 2008, you moron. We've gone through three different football coaches since then. Yes! We had Lane Kiffin in 2009. Then we had Derek Dooley from 2010 to 2012. We've had Butch Jones since 2013. Where have you been? I'm sorry, Hot Tuddy. Every once in a while, I like to pick up a book. Is that such a terrible thing? It is when I send you down there to do a story on the volunteers. Cats and dogs don't have butt cheeks! All right, whatever. My God, Ollie, this is a huge story, and you've whizzed it down your leg again. What is wrong with you? More of a Syracuse fan anyway. 
basket. Oh, that's sacrilege right there, bitch. Nah, nah, see, let's step out of character here for a minute. I created you, therefore, you're gonna like anything I like. Is that understood? You don't own me. That's it, we're done. I'm going home, and I hate you. Bye. Very well, Tati, but before we go, I just want to say that yes, I spoke with Coach Butch Jones about the big win, and never before have I seen a football coach as excited and as happy as he is right now. Josh Dobbs, of course, an amazing quarterback. The volunteers are lucky to have him, and I told him that in person, but he is extremely modest with his talents. Juwan Jennings, what can we say? An amazing football star, and we look forward to seeing what these volunteers can do as we close in on Texas A&M and Alabama, which I also spoke with Coach Jones about to see how the boys are feeling as we go into these next two games because they most likely will be the most challenging games of the season. The coach says he's not worried. They're not worried. Come hell or high water, we've already played an amazing season. So come what may with Texas A&M and Alabama, the Tennessee Vols are back on top. Eat my shorts, you crazy-haired, bug-eyed freak. Nipples! That's going to do it for the Ollie Report this week. Tune in next time for another headline ripped from the Ollie News Ticker. Until then, have a good day and an Ollieful week. Hot toddy. Hot toddy. Hot toddy. You're tuned into the Smoking Hot Toddcast with your host, Hot Toddy, who's always looking real good. Hey, does this suit make me look fat? No, no, no. Your face does. Well, when next summer rolls around and you're wanting to get your tan on and you're looking for the perfect sunblock, then Kentucky Fried Chicken has you covered. That's right. KFC is now marketing their own suntan lotion. It's SPF 30 and they assure that, quote, harmful ultraviolet rays bounce off your skin while the lovely fragrance rays penetrate it to give you a healthy chicken aroma. And the early testers of the product have some, well, not nice things to say about it. Like, for instance, one tester said it's smells more like urine or a baby diaper than fried chicken. I guess there is one good thing that comes out of all this. You'll smell finger licking good. You're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast with your host, Todd. Just Todd. Todd is helpful and Todd is there for you. Uh, well, it's actually Hot Toddy. Oh, well, pardon me, Mr. Perfect! I'm assuming you all watched the debate, which is your, yes. your job as a, a citizen of this. <laughs> as a, I, I watched... I watched an hour of it, honestly. Okay, well, I mean... The first 15 minutes was, like, an incoherent shouting match, which was fun, I guess. You expect that, though. Not really, honestly, because, I mean, it's a presidential debate. I assumed it was going... I assumed uh, Trump's uh, aides were going to say, okay, you can't shout. Like, (laughs) you can't do that. You have to look presidential. You have to keep your composure. It's alive. His thing is that he is not presidential. He's presidential in quotation marks. That's very true. (laughs) had on Facebook, it was like a counter, and it counted questions related, which I think Donald Trump was about nine. Um, Who's sniffing? Exactly. <laughs> That's what I kept saying during the debate. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. 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 It took you out. Uh, yeah. It counted interruptions, which he was up to like twenty-seven, thirty-something. He's he being a jerk off. All right. So my favorite part, though, is when he's like, "Ah, oh, Hillary, you're the devil." And she just goes, oh, well, shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. That's right. I think my favorite part was when he he started to kind of praise the 
stop and frisk policy, and yeah. Lester Holt yeah. just stopped uh. and like, well, that was actually ruled uh, unconstitutional. Yeah. And he like started right. trying to it's argue like, no, against wrong. him. Yeah. Like, no, he started you trying don't, to argue. You don't have him. the facts in front of you, Lester, or anything like that. Yeah, he's like, you're wrong. You're wrong. I mean, it was only proved unconstitutional because they didn't uh, appeal it. And it's like, no, no. He argued with him, and I, I loved I it. it Lester Holt is the king. Yeah, I have I, no facts. <laughs> it's funny. A lot yeah. of people made a meme saying, "Please don't argue with Lester." <laughs> you don't argue with Lester. You just get he's out of the smart way. Man, you just get out of the way shoulders. when Lester Hall talks. And you know what's funny is that everybody's like, "Oh, he's all pro Hillary." He's a Republican. He's a registered Republican, Lester Holt. He so, is. Yeah, I did not know that. So everybody's all on his case about, "Oh, he's all." That means pro he's being impartial. Good exactly. job, Lester Holt. He's all pro Hillary and was soft on her. No, he's just he's legit telling your candidate that he's the wrong. The truth, because <laughs> he's wrong. Okay, so when he did call her out on things like you see on Facebook, you see a lot of memes like, "Oh, he didn't ask about Benghazi. He didn't ask about emails. He didn't ask about." He did. He did. Yeah, he did. But yeah. every time he did that. Mm-hmm. Hillary just had, yeah, Hillary just had to sit back. Yeah, because Trump jumped in, was like, brah, 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 and off the rails, not making any sense. Exactly. So she didn't have to actually answer any of the tough questions. No, that's yeah. true. Because he he like sunk himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's she very did, true. Like, one sentence, and then Donald just ran away with it. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, well, I don't know, Lester. Brah! And you're just like, all right. Yeah. She just sit back and shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shimmy, shimmy. Uh, she really. I mean, honestly, she didn't have to say anything if she didn't want to. I mean, she could have just walked in there and let him just. It just bark all he wanted, and then she would have won the debate just like that. You no, know, that even saying a word. No, she I, think won she, I think she won the debate because she actually knew what she, she was knew what she was about. talking about. And I loved uh, there was there been so many like conspiracy pictures of little things in her ears and Didn't a man. Even oh. wearing the same outfit. Yeah, that she was rubbing her nose. To yeah, signal and that there was a man putting something on her podium before they got up there, and yada yada yada. We actually have to pay Seinfeld. I found out if you say that on the air. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm, You do. I also... Sorry, Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sorry, I'm not paying you. We're not paying you for that. It's probably what a a fraction of a dollar to 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 say that. Yes. No, it's probably highly licensed, I'd imagine. How much... We'll call it triple Y now <laughs> for the sake of avoiding the three paying Ys, any, uh, yes. paying any royalties. How, how much really for saying the triple Y on the air could you actually? Well, since we're not like paying him pay? the royalties, yeah. he's going to sue us a lot more. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld, I do love you, but I'm not paying you. We're not paying uh, sorry. Jerry Seinfeld-esque you money. You have enough money. Yada, yada, yada. You, I, that show you do, Comedians in Cars get, uh, Getting Coffee, he does that for fun. He he's does. He's not doing yeah. it because he's hurting financially. He does, yes. exactly. You get to hang out with the head of state for fun. Mm-hmm. He did one episode with Barack Obama, oh. though. It was very good. So, um, Very entertaining. Speaking of weird things, so Gary Johnson, the third party running person. Oh, my yes. God. It's like it's I've like somebody let the dog out of the backyard, and he said, "I want to run for president." <laughs> and he, all right, so he, he he's like, "Oh look, after the debate, my Google's gone up." <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's great. Um, and then he did a press conference, and previously before he could not name any world leaders. No. Okay. And so NPR now was like, hey, remember when you were an idiot? <laughs> um, how about you fix that now and name a world leader? And he's like, uh. I still can't. Uh, yeah, I still can't. <laughs> I don't know how. What are you going to do? And it's That's like, right. oh, my goodness. I went ah. and Googled prime minister of, like, Britain before I came in. Yeah. It like, how been, would I know, like, one yeah. name? It's very simple. I mean, yeah, honestly, you should at least know Trump's England, Trump's seriously. No. It's not Gordon Brown anymore, is it? No. no. It was... Uh, 
it was wasn't it Cameron? But didn't he resign? Mark Cameron. Damn, yeah, David Cameron. Resigned. David Cameron. Yeah, okay. It was, I want to say I knew that, just not offhand. Yeah. He replaced Tony Blair, who also resigned. They cannot keep Gordon Brown minutes. replaced Tony Blair. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. yeah. I thought and, Cameron uh, David Cameron replaced Gordon, Gordon Brown. Brown. Yep. See, I, I missed one, so there you go. The, the, they, and they all resigned, okay, right? but you're not running for president. That's true. But yeah, I would have Googled But I named it. two just then. Google, Google, Google. Right. Just like people Googled uh, your name, that, you could have Googled theirs. That, exactly. that article suddenly makes, I saw like a mock article. I actually didn't realize it was a mock article when I saw it. But it said, uh, what's this guy's name again, the third party? Gary Johnson. Gary Johnson. It said Gary Johnson of... It's like, like all is forgiven. Gary Johnson can name all of the Power Rangers. Or oh, that, I saw that. Green. There's a green right. guy and black guy and yellow girl. And pink girl. And pink, pink girl. girl. And red and person. And red guy. It's racist when we say that. I know. <laughs> and then there's floating head and robot. Yeah. Oh, I, get, oh yeah. I was like floating it. Oh, and you're then there's about, like the uh, angry witch. And then there's yeah. then there's brainhead guy. And there's a guy that looks yeah. like cinnamon. And wings guy. He looks like cinnamon. What? He's like red and silver. He looks like cinnamon. He does. That's Lord Zed. Zed. Lord Zed. Like, oh, you yeah. want to start chewing on him? Yeah. He, he doesn't look like cinnamon. He looks like beef jerky. No, he looks like the little cinnamon gummy bears. I have no idea what those cinnamon are. Hi, Dan. He does not look what, like he does not look like a bear. He does not look like a gummy bear. Gummy bears are. Lord Zed is not a gummy bear. You get them in the like the the pick a patch aisle. Pick a patch. What's the pick a patch aisle? I don't remember seeing Lord Zed in the pick a patch aisle. <laughs> Y'all don't remember the pick a patch? Like you would go and it would, like it had me feel like stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like the name of world leader question all over again. Like the store, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you go to the grocery store. And they would have Branches Candies. Branches Candies. <laughs> and it was the pick a patch out, and you would go through, and you'd get a white bag, and you'd put the little candies you wanted, like the little root beer suckers and stuff, and they had the cinnamon gummy bears that had the consistency What fictional of landscape But did you does grow he up look in? like Lord Zed, and vice versa? I'm going to look him up and show you guys. Uh, <laughs> I may not have my Googles in front of me now, but I will. Is, is I will this, prove. Is this pick a patch a Tennessee thing? Because we didn't have you this didn't, You don't have that in Louisiana. No. She wasn't even in Tennessee when she was a kid. So No, she's, I'm not from Tennessee she's either. From, she's, <laughs> yeah, she's from Germany. Is yeah. this from where you're from? Born and raised a little bit in Germany, then from the South Carolinas, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I've lived in Hawaii. Virginia, you know. you know. Yeah, every uh, Z was it Z? Um, I bet pick a patch was in Hawaii. Aus Deutschland. <laughs> yeah. Pick a patch was actually like kommt aus Deutschland. Is in that the how commissaries, you like all over. Hmm. So I guess okay. maybe it's a military commissary. thing. Okay. But I literally like I, commissary is the grocery I, store. I know what the commissary okay. is. Yeah. For okay. on base. Yeah. Okay. And like so, every base I go to had the pick a patch, and I thought everybody had this. We don't have pick a patch here <laughs> in in citizen land. Yeah. So apparently we were civilians. We were civilians. No. I mean, it was like really like you could get like a pretty big bag for a dollar. Oh my nope, gosh. we just had. She and paid by weight. We but just, I, I, we just had TCBY. Or yeah, whatever. I just can guarantee like Lord Zed wasn't yeah. in the middle I of all that. I really. I'm trying can. to think that's of something that's. Near it. I'm trying to think of something that is akin to going down a grocery store aisle and just putting candy in a bag. Halloween. Like, that's <laughs> true. You don't get that to is pick very it, true. You don't get to pick it. Okay, we gotta Google some stuff. Ollie smoking hot Toddcast promos. Take one. All right, Ollie, just say this is Ollie, and you're listening to the uh, the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Show, podcast, station. Okay. All right, Ollie, this time just say uh, this is Ollie, and you're listening to the Smoking Ollie Report.
No, that's not. Oh, jeez. All right, Ollie, this time just say, this is the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. Biscuits! Damn it. Okay, Ollie, just say the words, the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. Can you do that at least? I'm outside, I see people. I see grass and trees and buildings. I hate you. The Smokin' Hot Todd. Smokin' Hot Toddcast! You suck, Ollie! Well, if you've ever had a bad day in gridlock traffic, you'll thank your lucky stars you didn't have to go through what the people of Russia went through earlier this year when a tanker full of sewage blew apart right in the road, showering nearby cars in... Well, you can guess. And that's not all. A buried pipe explodes just as a car drives by as well. Man, talk about one crappy day. Thank you. Yes, I end this on a high note. Can't believe this. Worst damn day of my life. I get fired. My dry cleaning gets lost. I come home to find my wife in bed with Ollie. I mean, how do you even do that? Now I'm out of a job, I'm out of a home, and I'm out of a nice suit. That's just not right. This is the worst damn day of my life. There is no way in hell, there is no way in hell that it could get worse. It just can't get worse. At least I got my nice clean car to be happy with. Whoa! Oh shit. No pun intended. What the hell? Oh, wait a minute. There's my lucky rabbit's foot. I accidentally flushed that down the toilet a few months ago. Things are already looking up. Gross. You're listening to the Smokey Light Podcast. You know, I don't know if anybody else has this problem. I'm sure somebody does, but do you have it to the extent that I have? I can never seem to find anybody, anybody, who knows how to cut my hair properly. It's it's ridiculous, you know? I just recently, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I just recently found somebody here in Knoxville who finally gets it, who finally knows how to cut it correctly, and then I can style it the way I want to, the way I need to when I'm getting ready of a day. And he did a fantastic job, and so now he is going to be my regular haircut person here in Knoxville. But folks, I've lived in Knoxville since 2009, and up until now, I had yet to find somebody who could actually cut my hair properly. And the only person who could ever do it uh, was a young lady named Sarah West. Uh, Shout out to her if you know who she is. Uh, In in my hometown of Huntsville, Tennessee, in Scott County, uh, Tennessee, uh, she she was the only one who knew how to do it. And she always made me look fantastic. She knew how to actually make the hair, make my hair work. Uh, I never thought my hair was that complicated, to be honest with you. I thought it was pretty standard, pretty normal. Uh, you know, you just it's, it's sort of like a fade. I, I'm not into the fade, but it's just the way my hair works, is I get it really short on the sides and then shorten it on the top, but not as short as the sides, so it kind of looks like a fade. But it all kind of matches out and looks normal, and it, you know, eventually evens out. But for some reason, people around here don't know how to do that. They don't know... what I, I guess it's my explanation. I always say just take my hair and make it shorter. Just get the bangs out of my eyes and let's just let's just trim it down. These are people who went to school, you know, training on models who want, you know, these crazy looking hairstyles, these you know, people who want mohawks or fauxhawks or whatever kind of crazy ha- hairstyle that you want, you know? But when I walk in and say just make my normal head of hair shorter, 
It's like I'm speaking a different language. They have no idea what I'm talking about. And I always ended up looking like Mo from the Three Stooges or like some sort of crazy mental patient or something like that. I, I never came out looking normal. It was always awful. And I would have to wear a hat as much as I could. No, you know who I looked like? I looked like Julius Caesar. No, I'm not talking about the nice Caesar haircut that George Clooney sported in the 90s. No, I look like actual Caesar. He has an extremely flat head with weird poofy hair all around his head. That's who I ended up looking like or or you know maybe like uh, or you remember you remember Uncle Fester in in the Adams Family uh, sequel the sequel movie where he marries Joan Cusack and she makes him get that wig that's what my hair usually looks like around when I get get it done in Knoxville by people because they're so stupid they don't know how to just take my hair and make it shorter it's just it's very simple I have a very simple hairstyle I'm not asking for anything I don't do anything exclusive with it if it sticks out on certain sides I put gel in it to slick it down my hair just stays on my head it does nothing exciting but nobody around here could figure that out I don't understand that it's the simplest haircut in the world but no one can figure it out except for two people Sarah in my hometown and this new guy named Steven who really got it who got it down and did a fantastic job so props and shout out to him for doing that so now he's going to be my regular haircut guy but why did it take seven damn years to find this guy you know I went to the chains I went to sports clips and, and places like that and nobody could ever get it right these are people who are trained to cut hair and they don't know how to trim it. I guess, and, and, and that's kind of leading back to the point I was trying to make, I guess they're just so used to working on, like, big exclusive type hairstyles that when it comes to something, something you know, very casual like that, they don't follow. They don't get it. It's too easy at that point. And so they, they don't know what's going on. But, you know, I'm not bitter. Uh, no, I got through it, you know, and, and I'm able to get my hair done correctly now. But I just, I don't understand that. That, that was a good complaint I had to throw out here. Why is it so hard to get my hair cut? It's just trimming it down, thinning out the hair so that it looks nice, you know, it looks presentable and the bangs aren't covering my eyes anymore. So if you know what I'm talking about, if you go through the same thing and you feel my pain and you still haven't found anybody, I'm here to tell you that person's out there. Keep looking. Either you'll find them or they'll find you and your hair will look presentable once again. I'm Hot Toddy and I approve this message. Orson Welles, Smoking Hot Toddcast promos. Take one. Okay, Mr. Wells, uh, just do your spiel, your usual thing there, and say, Hello, this is Orson Wells, and you're listening to the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. Ah, the French champagne. No, 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 hold it. All right, Mr. Wells, just say, This is Orson Wells, and you're listening to the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. Okay, go again. Yes. Oh, yes. They're even better raw. Cut! All right, do it again. All right, and action. Look, I don't need to do this. I've got a fish stick commercial in an hour. Oh, what the hell? I need the money. The Smokin' Hot Toddcast. Penis. Cut! The Smokin' Hot... Hello, I'm Orson Welles. Ah! Well, the results are in, and a dog named Duke has been elected mayor of Cormorant, Minnesota. And this isn't the first time, nay nay, he's won his third re-election in a landslide victory. Voters paid $1 each to cast ballots in the election, and everybody voted for Duke, except for one vote for his girlfriend Lassie, said Duke's owner David Rick. So apparently he had some competition. In reality though, it was a tough campaign. It was a real dog-eat-dog fight to the end. But this leads to a lot of questioning. What are his policies? What are his plans for the city? How does the future look to him? I would have loved to have been there to hear his acceptance speech. OMG, he 
know, he's the best thing that ever happened to our city. He speaks so eloquently. He does. It's beautiful. Did you hear that? He's going to lower taxes on all milk bones. I know, and he's going to crack down on random butt sniffings. I absolutely support his legalization of public leg humping. You would. You're listening to Hot Toddy on the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. Oh, what a show. There you have it. This week's episode of the Smokin' Hot Toddcast is in the books, and we had a lot of fun this week, and I certainly hope you did too. Don't piss a cat off to the point that it wants to hold you hostage. Don't piss a guy off that's got your pizza rolls. Never ever count Tennessee out for the count and you really, if you haven't already you really need to register to vote. Let me say that again register to vote now because here in Tennessee, October 11th is the cutoff date, so it, I highly recommend, in all seriousness get out there, get your registration it doesn't matter who you're voting for, just go vote because that is the greatest that's your greatest freedom here in this country and as warped as our candidates are this go around, you still need to do your civic duty, so go get registered to vote and go vote on election day and let's just pray to god that donald trump is not the winner still not trying to tell you how to vote just saying but anyway with that in mind that's going to do it for us this week be sure and follow me on all social media uh it's hot toddy i can't even remember now is it facebook periscope vine youtube mixcloud you can also follow me on twitter at hot toddy 9102 instagram hottest underscore toddy and on snapchat hot toddy 75 you can also follow some of the cast members of the smoking hot Toddcast on twitter miss pingrino at Pengrino, Sheila at Sheila Hawk, and our announcer Doc Summit at Kev Summit. Until next week, this is Hot Toddy saying, Damn, my hair looks good. Yeah!